It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Should Scott Fitterer and the Carolina Panthers be in on a deal for DeAndre Hopkins? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays I answer your weekly Friday. Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. If you'd like to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers back with you here on a Tuesday evening after not being here on Monday as it was Memorial Day taking Monday off and we'll be back with you on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday the next week again y'all. Monday through Friday, your team every day, except for when we go into off-season mode where it's only three shows a week. And being a solo host and there really not being anything going on, I'm going to go to three days a week. So I'll let you guys know what the schedule will be. Thinking right now it's going to be Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm not recording on Sundays. not going to mess with my weekend by talking to you all on Sunday and really dropping it on Monday. So I'll let you know what the official schedule will be once we get to Friday this week. So I just want to give you a heads up as we're going to head into off-season mode next week for six weeks until I believe the 17th of July, which is still a week way too early, but we'll be back heading into training camp. We'll really be starting the middle of the next week after that. So just prepare yourself for off-season mode here on the show. But we are still in the thick of the off-season because, well, we're wondering what this roster could still look like as players become available post-June 1 coming up. And what, two days? You'll find out some guys who get cut as teams don't want to pay a certain amount of their salary and then they'll become available and maybe Carolina and some of the other teams in the NFL can go out there and acquire for their services. And one of those players is DeAndre Hopkins, who officially was released by the Arizona Cardinals on Tuesday after the team announced their intentions on Friday afternoon. He was set to make $19.45 million in Arizona this upcoming season, but has been on the trade block all offseason long. The Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills are the only two teams who sought permission to speak with Hopkins and actually talk to DeAndre Hopkins, and it seemed like the Chiefs were close to a deal with Hopkins before that fell through because Odell Beckham Jr. Junior guy, $15 million deal, or at least a deal up to $15 million there in Baltimore and Kansas City, clearly not wanting to pay him that much money, decided, okay, we're we're good. Because what they wanted to do was take on a portion of that salary that he was set to make in Arizona while the Cardinals took on the rest of it, but not nearly the kind of sum it looks like Kansas City wanted and Buffalo also wanting to get DeAndre Hopkins for a bargain deal. And it makes sense over 
the first eight NFL seasons that Hopkins played, he played in 126 of 20, 128 games, plus six playoff games. The last two seasons, he's missed 15 of 34 games, six due to a PD suspension, and then the rest due to injuries. So you can understand why teams may not be looking at wanting to pay him nearly $20 million and not being the Arizona Cardinals and the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs. And over the last two seasons combined, he's had 106 receptions for 1,289 yards, 11 touchdowns, and then 2020, the last season, he was fully healthy, 115 receptions for 1,407 yards and six touchdowns there in Arizona. Went healthy and went on the field. He's still a fantastic player. The question is, can he stay healthy? And can he stay on the field, especially if Carolina is going to enter into this sweepstakes? Now, keep in mind, I put this out last week on Twitter because every time a player of DeAndre Hopkins caliber or just a player that we know the name of, like Odell Beckham Jr., who I feel like is really more of a name than actually a guy who's going to go out there and really help your team in the NFL. Same thing with Jadavion Clowney. He has the ties to the Carolinas, but he's really a name more than an impact kind of player. Anytime any player of name value, whether they're actually someone who's still good or not, someone without fail DMs me at Julian Council asking if the Panthers should be in on that deal. And I put this blanket statement out on Twitter a couple of months ago telling y'all that, are they a good player? If the answer is yes, and if the Panthers have a need for that player, and that answer is also yes, then you do not need to ask me whether the Panthers should be in on that deal. But on today's show, of course, we're going to talk about whether the Panthers should be in on that deal. And never mind the fact that Scott Fitterer told y'all on day one that he would be in on every deal. Y'all still ask me, will the Panthers or should the Panthers be in on this deal? Now, I was surprised a couple of years ago when the Carolina Panthers made a trade for Stephon Gilmore because it did not seem like the Panthers were a team that would be interested in Gilmore or the team that Gilmore, who was set to be released, would have chosen. And we look back on it, it didn't really work out. It signified the Carolina Panthers were trying to win that year in 2021. But as we know, wasn't really what it all cracked up to be that year with Matt Rule and then Stephon Gilmore barely played for the Carolina Panthers. So that's a different situation, but that's Scott Fitter is showing you his willingness to go out there and get a player who he still thinks can add something to the roster, but also a player of name value who has been a hell of a player in the NFL. And DeAndre Hopkins is certainly someone who's been a hell of a player in the NFL, but is he interested? He was on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall, I guess, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago prior to or maybe maybe last week, early last week, prior to the news coming out saying that the five quarterbacks that he'd want to play with are Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, and Justin Herbert of the, well, he thought they were still in San Diego, but of the Los Angeles Chargers. So I don't hope that's going to uh, hurt him, but I think L.A., Still probably a great place he'd want to be. Uh, but Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, those are the five quarterbacks he said that he would like to play for or play with. And he also said that he was past the point of playing with a rookie quarterback. Although he heard, he said we, because he used to be a Houston Texan, that uh, C.J. Stroud there in Houston is really good. So those five veteran quarterbacks, probably the five best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, those are the guys that he wants to play with, and he does not want to play with the rookie, although he's complimentary of 
C.J. Stroud. And I don't think he'd want to go back to Houston, especially looking at the situation that they are in. Now, the situation in Carolina is different. With Frank Reich and this new system, the players that they brought in, and the offense that they're going to run, and just where the Panthers were a year ago, where they were still very close to being a playoff team. And had they had a healthier roster at the end of the season, or had they maybe made a change earlier at court, what they, I mean, had Sam Darnold been healthy? I don't know. Maybe the Panthers are actually a playoff team last year. So through all the faults of Matt Rule and the comedy of errors that we saw the last couple of seasons last year, they were still in position. So you would think that with better coaching, better players, more experience, that they may not be that far away considering that they weren't that far away last year, but they also have to take in consideration the division in which they play in in the NFC South, and it's still being wide open. And you would think that DeAndre Hopkins would want to take that into consideration as well when looking at a team that can be competitive. Because he looks at Josh Allen and Buffalo and knows that that's a playoff team, and that's a team that has a Super Bowl chance. Jalen Hurts looks at the end of the Eagles knowing that, hey, that's a playoff team. It's a team that's played the Super Bowl. They got a chance. Looks also... At Patrick Mahomes, uh, they just won the Super Bowl. He's won two. He's pinned the MVP twice. Yeah, enough said. Then Lamar Jackson, been the MVP, hasn't had that much playoff success. But maybe him and OBJ with Lamar, and things could change. And then Justin Herbert, haven't had the playoff success, but he is a stud. And it's the possibility for big things there in Los Angeles. But does he fit in? I don't know if he fits in with those teams, but does he fit in? Here in Carolina, it's really all about fit. And also, you know, it being a two-way street. Because the Panthers might want him, but does DeAndre Hopkins want to be in Carolina? How would he fit in if he was here in Carolina? And who would he replace? And does it really matter? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. But before we get to that, are you looking for delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just a thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think that they're good for you. What makes Built Bars so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, Real dark chocolate on every single bar and puff. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste amazing, just like a candy bar, maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy for you. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you no longer need to wait around and get a box. For years... We've been sitting here talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do. They get their specialty flavors, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of their hip flavors, brownie butter puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So is DeAndre Hopkins a good fit for the Carolina Panthers? I feel like a lot of you are hearing that and being like, well, how could he not be a good fit for the Carolina Panthers? If you look at it 
on paper and compare it to the rest of the NFL. The Carolina Panthers have a largely underwhelming wide receiver core, and you've heard me say that many times throughout the offseason. I do think that come next offseason, it will be one of the team's top priorities, if not the top priority on the team. But for now, it's an upgrade from what they had a year ago. And for that, I give Scott Fitterer and this coaching staff and the entire front office credit for doing something. Because they had to, especially after trading DJ Moore in order to move up to number one to take Bryce Young as their franchise quarterback. Even when they had more on the roster, the athletic, I thought the Carolina Panthers had the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. And it was hard not to believe that considering it's DJ Moore and basically that was it. Now, Terrace Marshall, we saw the emergence in the last 12 weeks of last season where he led the league in yards per reception. So that was positive. But now the new coaching staff and them drafting Jonathan Mingo in the second round two years after drafting Terrace Marshall in the second round, you have to wonder maybe are they looking to replace Terrace and does this coaching staff love what Terrace Marshall brings to the table? I'm not quite sure just yet. He's going to have to win his job, but he's someone who has certainly not secured his future in Carolina, nor have Shai Smith, who was drafted in the same draft class as Terrace Marshall, and neither has LaVishka Chenault, who wasn't really allowed to go past the line of scrimmage last year in that system that was run by Matt Rule, but really his play caller, Ben McAdoo. The wide receiver room left a lot to be desired, but by adding DJ Chark, who the Carolina Panthers think they can turn into an all-around wide receiver, and Adam Thielen, the Wiley veteran, who I still think has another good year left in him, and then bringing in Jonathan Bingo and Demir Bird, this is a wide receiver room that has far more options than what they had towards the end of last season, and even in the beginning of the season when it was DJ, Robbie, now known as Chosen Anderson, in Shai Smith, as the complimentary pieces in the wide receiver room. They had to do something. They had to improve. And I think overall, while losing DJ Moore is tough, there's more depth there at the wide receiver position. But while there is depth, there still is not that star talent. There still is not a bona fide wide receiver one. There is still not that kind of player you look at as pro bowler, all pro, absolutely, if they play 16 games. Now, DJ Chark has done it. And when he was healthy, he was that in Jacksonville. The problem is he has not been healthy, and there's still questions of whether he consist consistent if he can consistently, excuse me, be that player if he is healthy, whether it's in Carolina or at his next stop somewhere in the NFL. That remains to be seen, and that's why he's here on a one-year, five million dollar prove it deal to where the Panthers hope that he can be potentially a long-term option as he still is a player who should be entering his prime right now in his mid-20s. Now, Adam Thielen, we know what, he's, what he is. What's he going to give to the Panthers? We'll see what he gives this year. What's he going to give in 24 and 25? That probably is a bigger question than what he can provide for the Carolina Panthers this upcoming season. So when you look at it in totality, the Panthers certainly are in need of someone that keeps defensive coordinators awake, that keeps corners having to respect them and keeps teams in general having to fear a guy who could break something big. And DeAndre Hopkins, he might not be the big time, like he's going to burn you anymore, but he's always been one of the best receivers. He's always had that large catch radius. He's always someone who you've known as one of the top receivers in the NFL. And there were guys like DJ Moore who are really good, but then there were guys like DeAndre Hopkins who are great, that are elite. And he has been that. Now, is he still that? That's still certainly a question. Now, he's 30 right now, going to be 31 
this upcoming season. I believe that he would fill the need of a wide receiver one. Now, the thing is, though, entering his 30s, which he's already in, what kind of longevity is going to give you to Carolina? Because the Panthers, in my opinion, they need that long-term solution at wide receiver one. Can Mingo develop into that? We'll see. Could DJ Chark be that? Maybe. Terrace Marshall? That's all TBD. But right now, you can try to talk yourself into it. I just don't know how realistic any of that all is. Now, this season where you have Hayden Hurst be your pass catching tight end. You brought in Miles Sanders to be your running back. You have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. You have a young, cerebral quarterback in Bryce Young who you trusted enough to pick number one, and the Panthers are already grooming him to be the starter week one on the road in Atlanta. It feels like you're in a position to actually go out there and win the NFC South and make a little bit of noise. Are they Super Bowl contenders? No. And that's the thing with DeAndre Hopkins, where when he's looking at some of those teams, like Buffalo, like Kansas City, um, like the, who else? Hmm. The Eagles, those are those are Super Bowl contenders. Ravens, Chargers, you know, Chargers are going to Chargers, so I would never say they are. The Ravens, maybe, with Lamar Jackson, they have a chance. But he's looking at some of those teams that already have established quarterbacks and who we believe are Super Bowl contenders. But with DeAndre Hopkins... That can elevate the Panthers to a better position atop the NFC South. Now, a lot of it's going to come down on how Bryce Young performs and how he's able to grow and establish himself this year as a rookie, which typically, you know, rookies are going to have their bumps and bruises. But I think Bryce Young is someone who I think can come out and really help the Panthers and not be a detriment to the team this upcoming season and that they're not going to be winning in spite of him. So if you bring in DeAndre Hopkins, they talk about how they want to have DJ Chark as that X wide receiver. That can be DeAndre Hopkins. Or you can put DJ Chark at X and have DeAndre Hopkins as your other outside wide receiver. He fits in as a starter immediately, obviously. You can still have Chark and Thielen in their set roles that you brought him into play and then have DeAndre Hopkins out there. Or you could flip what Chark was going to do and put him as the other outside receiver and then have DeAndre Hopkins as your X wide receiver by himself on an island. It does not disrupt Chark or Thielen. Then Jonathan Mingo, I don't know what he's going to provide, what the, really the plan will be for him, but he's certainly safe on the roster, and I don't know how much it's going to hurt his development by having Thielen is already a veteran and having a player like DeAndre Hopkins to learn from. Also, Deshaun Williams, who they just signed as a defensive tackle, his cousin, DeAndre Hopkins. So if there's anyone who can get him to change his mind about not wanting to play a rookie, I'm thinking it's got to be family. Now, I don't know how close they are as cousins. They both played at Clemson, so maybe there was some sort of influence there, but they're also from South Carolina, so it's pretty easy to make that choice, especially back when they decided to go to Clemson. So I'm not sure, but he fits in easily, easily into this offense, and it doesn't disrupt Chark or Thielen. I don't think it disrupts Mingo. Now, what does it mean for Terrace Marshall? He's expendable, for sure. That's what it means. That Maybe he's on a trade market if a team is interested. Shai Smith likely already getting cut anyways. Levishka Chenault, I mean, what would be the point of having him on this roster if you bring in Hopkins? I don't know. It's not like we saw too much from him last year, but I think that now he could get more opportunities, although Chark, Thielen are certainly your top two guys heading into the season, and Hayden Hurst is going to get his fair share of receptions throughout the regular season as well. So as far as fit, yeah, talent-wise, positionally, it's a fit for the Carolina Panthers. But overall, does it make sense? 
I'll tell you here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So when you take inventory on everything that we've discussed about DeAndre Hopkins, former All-Pro on a possible Hall of Fame track, someone who has been outstanding, first eight seasons in the NFL, missed two games. The last two seasons, he's missed, he's missed 15 out of Apostle 34, dealt with PED suspension and other injuries, and his numbers that he's had the last two years combined are short of the numbers that he had by himself in 2020. And when you get to the point in your career where you're 30, going on 31, and you're missing time, now six games were suspension, but then the other are injuries, it's pretty hard to buck that trend and to all of a sudden be your old self. He's only going to go down in production, you would think. And it's amazing when you look, think of the longevity of the career that Larry Fitzgerald had, where, you know, later on in his career, of course, he wasn't the same guy, but for him to produce at the level that he did for as long as he did, it's just insane that he was able to do that. Now, can DeAndre Hopkins go from a player who was outstanding in 2020 and went on the field in 21 and 22, was also a very good player, but someone who's missed time. Can you go from a player who's been largely unreliable the last two seasons to someone who, again, is reliable? Like, that is a question. I'm not questioning the talent. I'm not questioning the potential. I'm questioning whether he will be available. Because if he's not available, then what is the point in all of this? Now, the NFL, they basically have set his market and told him what it is. It ain't $19.45 million. The Cardinals didn't want to pay it, and no team was willing to trade for him to either pay it or to pay any sort of sum close to that. Again, the Chiefs deal was advancing and fell through once OBJ got paid 15 mil, and then DeAndre Hopkins pointed to that and said, I should be at least getting that in any sort of rework deal. Wasn't interested in giving up a lot of money. Now, Looking at Albert Breer, Monday Morning Quarterback, Sports Illustrated, he believes that Hopkins' market is about half of that $19.45 million. The best case, in my opinion, for Hopkins is for a team to just be desperate and throw a bag at him, but really, it's for an incentive-laden deal, and that's probably what he deserves after the time that he's missed the last two seasons. And if he wants to be in Kansas City, he wants to be in Buffalo, it feels like he's going to have to bite the bullet and take an incentive-laden deal based off of the fact that those teams didn't want to trade for him and that the talks, when they were progressing, fell through. Now, for Carolina, does that make sense? I would say yes. The Panthers have a need at the wide receiver position, and I think it fixes it for at least a season. It is a Band-Aid. It is not a long-term option, in my opinion, and if Hopkins has success – does he stay in Carolina past this upcoming year? I don't know. I don't know how long they would want to sign him to, but I would think that it's not something that we could bank on as being that long-term fix that you have with Bryce. And when you have Adam Thielen, now not the same talent, you already have that veteran wide receiver. And you also have someone in Hopkins who's 
just flat out stated he thinks he's past the point of his career to play for a rookie. So it doesn't seem like he's someone who's really trying to be a mentor where feeling he can fit that role. And does the wide receiver have to be a mentor of that quarterback? No. I mean, Steve Smith was not a mentor to Cam Newton when he came into the league. And Steve Smith was also pretty hard on Cam when Cam came into the league because he's at the point where he's like, I'm still trying to win. I still got some tread on his tires, and I don't want to really live with the bumps and bruises and the ups and downs of a rookie quarterback. And Hopkins, more or less, I mean, pretty flatly, is saying the exact same thing. So, if Carolina's heard a player say that, should they be interested in him? Well, Scott Fitter said in on every deal. So why not just inquire and see, hey, DeAndre, you got your cousin here from the Carolinas. We got to need a wide receiver. Yes, we have a rookie quarterback, but Bryce is a sharp guy. Look at some of his tape. Look at how we want to play you in this offense and how we want to utilize him in this offense. And just keep an open mind. I feel like that's worth the phone call. Now, do I think that Hopkins is going to sign? Well, based off of his words, I have to say no, but anything can happen, and I'm not going to speak in absolutes. just feels like it's unlikely at this point in time. So, does it make sense for the Panthers? Yes and no. Does it make sense for DeAndre Hopkins? Yes and no. It's a fit for him as far as he's going to get plenty of snaps, and he could get the money that he wants, but also it doesn't appear to be what he's really looking for. It's fit for Carolina because they need a wide receiver one, but he's also gone out and said that he's not really interested in playing with a rookie quarterback, and you got to be concerned about the uh, personalities in the locker room. I'm not saying that he would be a locker room cancer, but he's been already pretty honest on that podcast letting y'all know what he's looking for, and it does not appear that he's looking for you. He's also older. He's got the tread and tires. He's missed a lot of games the last two seasons. And that usually does not bode well when you get to this point in your career, as I just mentioned. He's not a long-term option, but he could be a short-term fix. And are the Carolina Panthers looking for a short-term fix? I mean, Chark is that. Thielen, in a way, he, he is that as well. So we'll see. If the deal is right, then I say go ahead and try to get it done. But it has to be right for both sides. And as I've mentioned in the past, I'm far more interested in going out there and getting a younger emerging player like a T. Higgins if a deal for him does not work out in Cincinnati. I would rather that because I look at that as a four or five year kind of long, and that's long term in the NFL, y'all. I look at that as a four or five year long term type of commitment in the NFL for the Carolina Panthers than I look at what they gave Adam Thielen and Shark and what likely they would be giving a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who, of course, is above those guys in talent and likely in production if he's healthy. So I would rather have a T. Higgins kind of guy, just younger and emerging, than I would with DeAndre Hopkins. But I do feel like the Carolina Panthers should at least attempt to figure out whether he truly is disinterested in coming to a situation with a rookie quarterback. I also do believe that the Panthers feel good about the wide receiver core that they have. That... They want to get a veteran in Thielen and someone who can play in the slot that they want to get someone who they feel like they coach him up can be a, a steal in DJ Chark. And I have to th imagine that they feel some type of way about Marshall and Lavishka and Shai Smith. And I would think primarily Terrace Marshall. And of course, they just drafted Jonathan Mingo and they brought in Demir Bird. So I think as a whole they'd probably feel fine about what they have and that, that they don't make a change that they can get by. 
but there's no way they think that what they have on the roster amounts to any sort of like game breakers right now. Like I just Chark has the potential to do that, but like is that something that's consistently gonna happen? I I don't think they look at any of these guys as being one of those elite can't replace kind of wide receivers in the NFL. But as a group, I think they feel good about what they have and probably the dynamics within that room. And if they don't get DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think that they'll be up all night upset about missing out on a player of his caliber, especially with some of the baggage as far as just not being available in the production the last couple of seasons. Scott Fitter said, in on every deal. So go ahead and be in on this deal, Scott, even though I think you'll be fine if you don't make it happen. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where I'll be back with you again on Friday to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions in. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole as always. Keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.